Hello, everybody. This is the Locked On Nationals podcast. This is the prospect preview part number five. We are previewing the top 30 uh, prospects according to MLB Pipeline for the Washington Nationals. Connor, we finally made it to our top 10. And tonight we get a group of pitchers. Uh, 10 through 6 are all pitchers. And so we'll start with the left-handed Matt Cronin. He is 22 years old. He's a fourth-round pick of 2019. 6'2", 195. He bats left, throws left, obviously, as a left-handed pitcher. Um, and the first thing I like here is that he went to Arkansas. So he's a part of one of the best programs in the entire country, a pitching staff that's very well-renowned. Pitching coaches are really well-renowned. At Arkansas, he threw 93 innings and had a 2.80 ERA um, his entire career there, so freshman through the very end. And um, a fastball at 92 to 95, curveball, and um, it's in the mid-70s. Two-pitch guy, which means he's going to be a bullpen guy for sure, was a bullpen guy during his entire time at Arkansas. And so he needs to keep developing those two pitches. But you look last year in Hagerstown, 17 games pitched, uh, 22 innings, 41 Ks, 11 walks, and a 153 batting average against. That stands out the most, as well as the 41 strikeouts. This guy seems to be the whole package and what you would what you really want out of a reliever. Yeah, this guy is is the kind of prospect that you expect to make it to the major leagues quickly. We've seen it before in the organization with Coda Glover, who unfortunately injuries derailed his career. But uh, when he was coming up, he was the first guy to make it to the major leagues out of his draft class. Is what I believe was an eighth round pick or somewhere around there. So this is somebody that you could absolutely absolutely see getting to the major leagues relatively quickly. He seems to be a, a quality bullpen arm, a left-hander out of the bullpen. Those are guys that can be extremely valuable for a team. So I think he's certainly somebody to be excited about and somebody to be excited about within the next couple of years. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called With Things produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. Tom's Guide rated With Things Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, Willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. With Things Smart Scales are known for their durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of Smart Scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you have to use your phone and have it on you at all times. But With Things Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users, and it even knows who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a With Things Body Plus right now at withthings.com for a very limited time. Go to withthings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S ings.com backslash MLB to get 25% off body plus body composition scale. ETA of 2021. Um, if we had regular baseball this season, I would say, and we're recording this on March 31st. So um, I would say if we had a regular timetable, I would expect that ETA of 2021 to come to fruition just with the way he threw last year, with the way his stuff has come along. Um, 2021, I mean, if we have, once again, if we're having normal baseball, I would say yes. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate, especially with 
him being a bullpen guy, not a starter, you'd assume he won't need as much development time. He's an early round pick. It's somebody that I think when you draft out of college, a guy with his profile, that's somebody that could certainly be in the major leagues by next season. We'll see how it pans out for Mr. Cronin, but uh, I think we're, we're both pretty high on him. All right, number nine, Seth Romero. He's a left-handed pitcher who's 23 years old, a first-round pick in 2017. 6'3", 240, bats left, throws left. Signed for two-plus million. Um, uh, that was his signing bonus. Had issues in college, and this is why a lot of people will know the name Seth Romero. First-round pick in 17, like I said. Had issues in college. He got sent home in minor league camp for violation of team rules. And then he had Tommy John surgery uh, last season. So at Houston, he had a 2.13 ERA in 177.2 innings pitch. Connor, that is spectacular college numbers. And here's his pitch arsenal. I'll let you go. Uh, 93-95 with a fastball. It's got some life. The scouts love his slider. And finally, a guy who's not just throwing the changeup just because it's, you know, he needs a third pitch. He throws a good changeup too. Seth Romero, he has the full, he is the full complete package. Yeah, talent-wise, this guy has everything you can ask for. He's a guy that likely would have been a top 10 overall pick if it wasn't for his off-field issues at Houston. He's somebody that's had some problems with the Nats as well. I I believe he was sent home from spring training at one point, uh, I believe either a year or two ago. Not exactly sure on that, but he's had some off-field problems there as well. But if he's a guy who can keep his head on straight, talent-wise – uh, he can can be a top of the line starter for you. The Nets did their uh, one of their favorite tactics of trying to get top of the line talent at the back of the first round. They took a guy with that level of ability. Uh, it's certainly a risk. We've seen them do it before with uh, guys that have injuries that's caused them to fall. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But this is a it's a, a prime boomer bust prospect right here. Yeah, and look, they, they sent him home. They showed they can, you know, set the line. I think they believe he is maturing. That Tommy John injury, um, the Tommy John surgery really didn't, you know, do him any favors. But last year in seven games, 25 innings pitched, 34 strikeouts, eight walks. Opponents hit 206 against him. He's behind because of his Tommy John, because of his, um, his antics, I guess you could say. But a 2021 ETA, I don't buy that. But I, I think if they can get him back on track, the talent is just, it's so apparent. And I think that's going to carry him to the major leagues if he can just keep his nose semi-clean, I guess you could say. This is a guy that in 2018, when um, the Nats were trying to make a playoff run and their bullpen was struggling, as it's known to do, people were talking about him being a guy that got pushed into the major leagues the year he was drafted, potentially as a left-handed arm out of that bullpen that quickly. That's the kind of talent he has. That's something that you don't see out of many guys. Uh, notably, Brandon Finnegan did it with the Royals right? when they made it to the World Series. But he's a guy who certainly could could make a major impact if, if he's able to mature a little bit. Uh, 2018 was the year that he was sent home from spring training. And, I mean, everybody obviously knows about what happened at Houston, both on the field positively and off the field uh, negatively, certainly at times. So uh, this is one definitely to keep, one of the most interesting prospects in the major leagues to keep your eye on. Yeah, I think it's important for him. I mean, they have to make sure that the, the personal stuff is behind him. And it's all about, you know, that for him because the on-field stuff is taking care of itself. But I think the surgery and, and Nats sending him home from spring training, definitely two experiences that I would consider probably pretty humbling for him. We'll see how things go. 
Last, uh, next up, I do oh, have ahead. one more comment on him. Just uh, one more positive thing on the field with him is that after that Tommy John, he was able to come back last year and and have some really quality starts, put up great numbers, which is a good thing to see that he's kind of bouncing back from that that well to kind of have some confidence going into the offseason. Yeah, and once again, on field does not seem to be the problem for this guy. He's going to be a bona fide, uh, uh, not just prospect, but player for the Nationals. All right, uh, next number eight, we've got Tim Kate. He is a left-handed pitcher, 22 years old. I believe it's pronounced Kate. Um, second round pick in 2018, six foot 185. Another lefty, three-year starter at UConn. He's got now the 12-6 curveball is not his primary pitch, but that's his best pitch. That goes along with the fastball. It's 89 to 92, and a changeup as well. The big thing here for this guy, he's going to be a bullpen arm, uh, in my opinion. It's a tw- he's got a 12-6 curveball that he can use in any count. Very effective. During his time in the minors, 13-15 with a 3.59 ERA and 143.2 innings pitch, 244 batting average against 139 strikeouts, 32 walks surrendered. ETA's 2021. Um, you pretty much know what this kind of guy is, right, Connor? I mean, we see types of pitchers like this all the time. They've got long lives in the major leagues. As long as that curveball is going to be effective for him, he will be an effective major league pitcher, and he'll always have a spot in the roster. Yeah, he sounds like somebody that – certainly can be a middle of the rotation kind of pitcher for you. It's kind of the right. the way I would project him. Uh, definitely right. someone that can spend a lot of years in a major league rotation. So maybe not the upside as a left-handed starter like Seth Romero has, but probably uh, a lot less variation with a guy like Tim Kate. I mean, I feel like, I, you know, I feel like I would need to see his velocity pick up if, if I wanted to see him in the rotation long-term just because at 89 to 92, um, if that fastball doesn't doesn't have some movement or some life, you know your curveball can't be your best pitch and have a and have a fastball. It's 89 to 92, in my opinion, for you to have a long term, um, a long term, you know, time and rotation. Plus that changeup, it's got to be better than average. Yeah, I think velocity. It's not the biggest deal in the world with a guy like him. I think that 89 to 92 is certainly fine. I mean, we saw Gio Gonzalez be very successful, um, you know, towards the back end of his tenure with the Nats with off speed and throwing kind of in that range. And a lot of times those kind of pitchers, when they throw kind of towards their slower end, they do have more movement than when they, when Mm -hmm. they're throwing harder. So maybe he gets a couple miles per hour on the fastball, but I think kind of with a guy like him, that's not necessarily a concern. It just kind of is what they are. Yeah, and I think I want to see him, you know, at the upper levels of, of the minor leagues, get some tape on him before we really make any declarations about how good he can be. But he kind of is what he is at this point. Um, I'd like to see how he does against against better competition. Number seven, uh, Mason Denneberg, right-handed pitcher, 20 years old, first-round pick in 2018, 6'4", 195. That's right, throws right, was a catcher in high school. He played football as well, but only took off as a pitcher. $3 million signing bonus. 500K more than he was than was the recommended value for that slot. 93 to 97 on the fastball, really nice spin right on the curveball, and he's one of those guys developing a changeup. He only threw 20 innings uh, last year in the Florida Gulf Coast Rookie League. Um, hitters went 288 against him. He also had some surgery to clean up stuff in his right shoulder that shut him down for the rest of the season. ETA is 2022. I'm skeptical on that. This is a guy who's got a he's got a pretty long road ahead of him. Yeah, the injuries have really held him back. He's a guy that I believe had Tommy John in high school. He's had injury problems. They certainly 
caused issues for him last year. So the Nats really need to not only have him pitch, but pitch healthy to see what he can do and, and see how he can develop. He's obviously somebody they were really high on, taking him in the first round, gave him a lot of money out of high school. So they, they certainly spent to not have him go to college. But health is the biggest thing with him. He's got to stay healthy in order to, to develop the way he needs to. Yeah, and I mean, we don't have much tape on him, too, so there's really not a whole lot we can say. I, I know this. 2022, I'm skeptical on, and he's already behind schedule with the injuries. So, I mean, 2022 is, I don't think it's realistic. Do you? Yeah, I, I'd say that maybe a little soon, but because of, because of his talent and because of his age, he may be able to move along a little bit quicker. But I certainly wouldn't rush him with, as the Nats are a team that has a lot of talent in that starting rotation and should have that for a couple more years to come. So maybe he does step into the major leagues for a spot start at some point. But I'd say 2023 is probably more of the estimated time where he could get into the full-time rotation. All right, last guy, number six, Eddie Yeen. He's a right-handed pitcher, 18 years old, signed in 2017, 6'4", 195. you got to love that frame. Right-handed pitcher from the Dominican Republic. Signed for only 100K. Fastball touches 97, 84 to 86 in the slider. The changeup is decent as well. Last year in Auburn, short season, 11 innings pitch, 2.45 ERA, 7 K, 7Ks, 5 walks. Small sample size there, but batters only hit 179 against him. From a stuff perspective, Gotta love him, but one of these guys we talked about a lot, Connor. We just gotta get a lot more tape on him. Yeah, he's a super young prospect, obviously, at the age of 18. Uh, they signed him really young, and you look at the stuff, and that's certainly there, especially when you see his body type at 6'4, 195. Probably has the ability to put on more weight and could maybe be able to yeah, throw even harder and, and develop some more stamina and get deeper into games, you know, with his as his size increases. So, 18 years old, long way to go in his development, but you see why he's ranked right now as the number six prospect in the organization. And then also from a stuff perspective too, you got to think, look at that fast. If he doesn't work out as a starter, he's got the stuff to slide over to the bullpen. Yeah, he does. I, I think with a prospect like him, you're, you're hoping that he's a yes. starter rather than a reliever. But uh, at some point, if necessary, you could definitely see him making that transition. Yeah, ETA 2023, it's too, it's too early for us to make a declaration on that. Um, who are you most high on? I think this one's pretty easy. I'd say Seth Romero. Right. I, uh, quality pun there. Um, but Seth <laughs> Romero, yeah. Uh, Talent-wise, he's as good as you can really ask for in a starting pitching prospect. I, I think with a, a team that could use another left-hander, in the rotation somewhere, they have Patrick Corbin, but prospect-wise, uh, and in the rotation besides him, it's they don't really have as many lefties as they do righties, and when we're looking at kind of those depth spots in the rotation. But Seth Romero is a guy I'm strongly rooting for to keep his head on his shoulders because he's a guy that you think has a lot of talent and should be able to use it in the major leagues quickly. Yep. All right, Connor. I appreciate it. You ready to get to this top five here in the coming days? I'm excited now. We've talked about uh, some guys that we're going to see this season. Yeah, we might have some ETA 2020s coming up, so that'll be fun. (laughs) All right. Appreciate your time.